This is AgriPulse Daybreak West for Tuesday, August 3rd. Good morning. I'm Jeff Kelly. Here's today's headlines. Russian River curtailments, $7 billion for disaster aid, and drought worries ag bankers. State curtails water rights for Russian River. The state water board yesterday issued curtailment orders for more than 800 water rights holders on the upper Russian River. It plans to do the same next week for more than 200 others in the lower portion of the river. The actions are in response to an alarming decline in storage levels for Lake Mendocino, which threatens supplies for drinking water and endangered fisheries. The lake is declining much faster than anticipated, said Deputy Director Eric Erkdahl, adding that it could be entirely empty by the end of the year. Keep in mind, the board will consider a new emergency regulation today to similarly expand its authority for issuing curtailment orders for Delta water right holders. Monterey County agriculture down $500 million in 2020. The Central Coast County dropped below $4 billion in value as the pandemic and wildfires hurt farmers and ranchers, that according to a new Ag Commissioner report. The 11% drop from 2019 was the most significant decline in Monterey County that they've seen. Wine grapes decreased in value by 43%, broccoli 25%, and head lettuce by 17%. Strawberries, on the other hand, moved to the top of the crop spot with a 26% increase in value. State Ag Board to discuss organic farming today. The State Board of Food and Agriculture is hosting informational discussions today on market trends, research, and emerging issues related to organic production. Panelists will also discuss organic farming as sustainable, regenerative, and resilient to climate stressors. Board President Don Cameron, a grower in both organic and conventional, said opportunities exist in both sectors. Growing food is only one aspect of farming, said Cameron. It also has a role to address climate change, fostering biodiversity, and contributing to communities. How we define and label food today may not be the standard of the future. CDFA Secretary Karen Ross said the state is driving the national conversation on the environmental benefits of organic ag. Advances in sustainable pest management, growing market opportunities, and consumer demand are focusing new interest on how our food is grown and produced, said Ross. USDA funding bill includes $7 billion in disaster aid. A fiscal 2022 funding bill for USDA and the Food and Drug Administration is headed to the full Senate Appropriations Committee. The bill, which was approved last night by Committee's Agriculture Subcommittee, includes about $7 billion in supplemental assistance for farmers who have been affected by drought and other natural disasters. The disaster funding includes $6.28 billion for USDA's WIP Plus program to cover losses in both 2020 and this year, and an additional $750 million that will be targeted to livestock producers and losses this year. USDA's Reconnect Broadband Grant and Loan Program would get another $700 million. Altogether, the bill would provide $25.9 billion in total spending for the next fiscal year, a $2.46 billion increase from fiscal 21. The full appropriations committee will consider the bill 
coming tomorrow. Input costs and drought worry ag bankers. Ag bankers are seeing significantly better loan repayment rates this year, a sign of the strong commodity markets. But Kansas City Fed economist Courtney Crowley says there are concerns about the impact of the drought across the West and Upper Midwest. And she says bankers are also worried that increases in production costs could bite farmers if commodity prices come down. That's something that has bankers very concerned because there's a lot of uncertainty still surrounding commodity prices, and they know that if commodity prices come down, we're going to be stuck at these levels of higher input costs, said Cowley. She was speaking yesterday during the annual meeting of the Agriculture and Applied Economics Association. Fertilizer prices in particular have soared this year. Loan repayment rates have improved significantly across five Fed Reserve districts, Chicago, Dallas, Kansas City, Minneapolis, and St. Louis. Dallas hasn't shown as much improvement than the others, possibly because of issues in the livestock sector, Kelly said. EPA approves Paraquat for youths with some restrictions. The Environmental Protection Agency will continue to allow aerial applications of Paraquat, a herbicide that is the subject of lawsuits around the country that uh, allege exposure to it has caused Parkinson's disease. In its interim registration, the review decision was made public yesterday. EPA said, quote, there is limited but insufficient epidemiologic evidence to conclude that there is a clear association or casual relationship between occupational paraquat exposure and Parkinson's. EPA said its decision includes new mitigation measures, including prohibiting pressurized handgun and backpack sprayer applications, requiring enclosed cabs or respirators for ground boom applications, and increasing the restricted entry interval for several crops. The agency initially proposed to prohibit aerial applications, but said based on new data received, it would allow aerial applicators on up to 350 acres within a 24-hour period, all for uses except cotton dissipation. DMC payments trigger for June. Producers enrolled in the dairy margin coverage will receive a payment for June. The average margin for June was 62400 Operations that tier, selected Tier 1 margin coverage between $7 and $9.50 and Tier 2 coverage between $6.50 and $8 will receive a payment. Payments are triggered when the difference between the all-milk price and average feed costs fall below the producer-selected margin trigger. Previous payments have triggered in January, February, March, April, and May. That according to USDA. Here's today's He Said It. Every day this unlawful Trump-era rule remains in effect puts our ability to safeguard this precious resource in further jeopardy. That California Attorney General Rob Bonta in urging EPA to repeal a Clean Water Act rule that limits state authority for issuing water project permits. Well, that's Daybreak West for this Tuesday, August 3rd. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak West, I'm Jeff Nelly.